There All we right. go, darling. How's your day going? Well, not well. I mean, to be fair, I'm I'm doing substantially better than any Ukrainian. Yeah, okay, but well, that's half full guy. I hang get. on, let's go. Let's go back. Not even a week. Let's go back two weeks. And where, where I said Vladimir Putin's not insane. Yes, you he's did say that. He's not going to invade the Ukraine. You didn't say he's not insane. You said he's not practical. You said he is practical. I said it's that's not pragmatic. That's right. I think that's, he's pra- not that's the word. You said pragmatic. So ha ha ha! Look at you. Ha ha ha! Well, yeah. No, <laughs> Concerningly, I've found out that he is substantially less pragmatic, less sane than I had given him credit for. And I've. It's okay. Like I said, James, there's grace for you, man. This is a a half Christian podcast, remember? Which half? Uh, Only the good half. Is it Ukrainian Orthodox or. Did you know that over $5 trillion exchanges hands on a daily basis? That's an average of over $220 billion an hour. Now, how does this much money move every single day, and why does it move the way it does? Here on Drunkenomics, two bartenders who also happen to be students at the University of Nebraska Graduate School of Business are going to sit down and drink to the global economy and try and translate it into English. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a stiff one, and have a drink with us to the comedy that is the global economy. All right, welcome back to Drunkenomics, the drinking podcast with the economics problem. I am... Currently, your more gracious host, James Goldwater, alongside yes. my favorite and less gracious host, Aaron Wong. So much less gracious. And it's unbelievable. Well, the worst part is, given my position historically, I should be the less gracious host currently. Right. Having said that, we use we the can't. VIX. The VIX, it's, it's We can't dispute the VIX. And it's, thus, I am more the gracious. The VIX is all-knowing and wise and whatever. So the, the VIX has spoken well, and said, James, you are more gracious, even though... You said what you said. Well, I've said what I said. Well, I'll be honest. He's still more and, gracious, and, so. And okay. For all listeners, uh, let's be fair. I gave Vladimir Putin a lot more credit for being sane than of current that we're well, currently seeing. I think I, and whatever it was, so he folks, reaches breaking point. My concern is I don't think Vlad reaches the breaking point. I think his um, general uh, staff does. And maybe, that's maybe. In the same way that Nicholas, the Tsar Nicholas, was... <laughs> Maybe that's what happens to Putin. Let me rephrase yeah. that. Hopefully, something like that's what happens to Putin. So maybe some more well, reasonable heads will. Well, we'll take see. Care I don't know things. if you saw that picture of that long table with all of his associates sitting way on the other end uh, of like that mile-long table, and he's sitting alone at the top. Well, of you the head. can't. Well, you can't catch COVID at that distance. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you can't. But Having I mean, all but that, all of his associates and minions and councilmen over there, they could, they're sitting right next to each other, elbow to elbow, bumping elbows. But speaking of bumping elbows, if you want to bump elbows with us, you can find us on social media. What is it? The Metaverse. Whatever it's called now, Instagram and Facebook, and then Twitter at Drunkenomical D R U N K N O M I C A L. That's much easier before nine shots. You say just nine, saying, James. I said twelve. <laughs> it's on me. I'm just saying. I I have I've had less than nine. You've had a, you've had more than nine. I have. So, I have but had I've more comfortably. Than nine. <laughs> and, I, and it is because for the last week I've been trying to figure out exactly where things go tits up for the Russians. And yeah, um, exactly. In the end, it boils down to it should have been. Well, let's put it this way. Ukraine shouldn't still be a credible threat to the Russian military after a week. Well, they, they shouldn't be, but know. they are. I mean, Russia's having a tough time with this invasion, which is great. I mean, that, oh, that, that makes yeah, me happy. Well, yeah. It's one of those things where it's, for me, it's one of those things where it's, um, the Russians have had seven days and they've established aerial superiority. Yeah. They're always uh, going to have that. But they right. haven't established aerial dominance. And so, which is weird. Really? 
You've had a week. But credit to the Ukrainians for being resilient oh, yeah, and all no. that kind of stuff. I mean, seriously, that's awesome. That's kudos oh, no, to them. For me, and the Ukraine is, is absolutely not interested in allowing Russia to dictate a goddamn thing. Yeah. And so, and so, so thus, my response to that is, um, so if you've seen the video of the babushka, so the, the grandma who's out in her village is going, uh, why are you in my fucking country? Why are you fucking here? I've, I actually haven't and seen then, that video, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, I know. I've, I've seen so references the she, to the video. I haven't actually seen the video. So she turns to the soldier and she hands him sunflower seeds, sunflower, the um, the national flower of Ukraine. She hands yeah. him sunflower seeds. She goes, put these in your pockets so when you die here, flowers grow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, look, I've never, I've never picked a fight with my grandma, but I absolutely believe my grandma is capable of that kind. That my grandmother is capable of that kind of out of nowhere picking a fight. Right, you know, come at me. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to start this presentation out. You know, welcome to the presentation. By the way, I want to start by saying, sorry, Mister Week. I I had one crazy week. James had a crazy week last week. We did. This yeah. Week, no, it's, um, this week has also been crazy, but we're so we're late. But you know, better late than never. I mean, sometimes when you turn a paper in a day late at, in class or whatever, you still get some credit. So yeah, you still get some credit. You still can get you still can get a B, right? Technically. Um, so, so this is us. We're we're shooting for the B right now. But what else were we going to talk about? I mean, Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. When we were so, away from the microphones. So of course we're going to talk about this. I mean, this is one of the biggest yeah. economic events, and I don't know. Since no, it's the, probably it's, COVID. I think it's actually the so. biggest this year. Actually, you know, I was I was sitting so comfortable on fifty basis points, and then this, and now I'm like twenty five. Right, because that bet this is going to cost me whiskey, whiskey that you could have had that I probably will have because today. So a lot of things happened. Uh, I'm which, saying, actually, it's, to be fair, I'm not saying this is worse. Then right, of course. Yeah, I got fair, okay, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, conveniently, a lot of things happened when we took our week off because of work and stuff and life Plus events and whatever. Poisoning. Yeah, and um, yeah. So Russia invaded Ukraine uh, because domestically, let's talk. Let's just let's just check this box real quick. I guess uh, Jerome Powell at the Fed hearing this morning, which is today is Wednesday, March second. The Fed hearing this morning, Jerome Powell was like, "Yo." This uncertainty is making us reluctant to raise interest rates by fifty basis points because that's that could spook things with with by more than by more than twenty five essentially is what he was at and I was like yeah so Trump, I had whiskey and, on this yes exactly so this uncertainty you know obviously it's going to squeeze commodities mm-hmm. because I mean look at what what's Especially happening with gas. oil. Yeah, I mean, oil and gas, I mean, they're reaching all-time highs. Every It seems like every day they're reaching new all-time highs. Or at least since it, 2013. Yeah, well, yeah, because we all know what happened in 2014 with the whole shale production and all that kind of stuff. So they're reaching eight-year highs, I should say, not all-time highs. That's a little bit exaggerated. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Russia supplies about, like, their their gas exports, their gas and oil exports, respectively, are about 62 and 8.4% of global production, right? So correct. Yeah, it's about yeah. That. So yeah, that's correct. You know, six point two and eight point four percent respectively of global production. I I feel like that's pretty significant. It's not insignificant. That's what I'll say. Yeah, uh, especially well it, to Europe, it is to to the U.S. Not well, so much. Especially if you're the Germans, where your you where half your gas comes from. Yeah, exactly. Russia. So yeah. you know, if gas is more expensive in Germany and in the EU, it's going to be expensive everywhere else, mm-hmm. especially with these sanctions. Which uh, we're about yeah, to explain all of it, and it gets worse. I promise. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it gets worse. So if you have a stiff one in front of you, why don't you just plug and chug and then we'll resume our conversation. But uh, and if you don't, you should get one in front of you because sanctions are very interesting. Yeah. So I guess we'll start with a very simple thing, which is to say Russia invades Ukraine. And you can actually, there are economic sanctions like and then there are just simply targeted sanctions. Are, are no, I was gonna, I'm going to go to the too. So there are targeted sanctions and then there are general sanctions. And so with, at the very beginning, when Russia started this, Germany's, one of their first ones at the gate is they, um, they mm -hmm. decertified the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Oh yeah, that so was the very first one. Yeah. That was the very first one at the gate. So 50% of the natural gas in Germany comes from Russia. And a second pipeline that was mm -hmm. complete hadn't started running you know, natural gas yet to Germany. I thought they had, but it, it was had, one of those it things. It has not. It was, oh. um, it was just about complete. Oh, so and when they said, I, I forget, there was like 100 something cubic meters of nat gas. I forget a day or something like that was supposed to run through that. I forget yeah, what that's, it was. And that's the flow. Yeah, so here it is. 110 billion cubic meters of nat gas per year was going to go through that Stream 2 pipeline. So bam, no more, right? And then suddenly the Germans say, actually, we're decertifying this. It's not a legitimate source of fuel anymore. It's over. And now there's questions, right? So now it's yeah. suddenly Germany's not willing to consume this thing they built, and it gets worse. But but again, it's simply they're not going to consume from it. Fine. Mm -hmm. The real right. sanctions come after that. Now, that one's a big one because the firms that built it and everything else, they're already committed. They already have debt instruments facing that, and then suddenly yeah. no revenue is coming in. Oh, my. Oh, geez. Yep. And so that's what happens essentially on, what, Thursday, Friday? I think so. It was, one of the, it was one of the days where I wasn't paying attention to the news because I was getting hammered at a bachelor party. Excellent. I love it. Yeah, thanks. So here's for you the next part. Now, <laughs> I'm a pretty hawkish guy. Generally, you may yes. Know this. I was about 50 basis points, and, I was and I'm still going to be angry despite this conflict if Jerome Powell doesn't do it. But yes. that is nothing apparently to the compared to the hawks in the, in the Russian, Russian Central, Central Bank. Bank. Wow, yeah. <laughs> what a crazy I've never seen nine hawk. and a half percent turn to twenty. I've never seen a one thousand fifty point uh, basis point rate hike ever. And it was overnight. Out of nowhere. It was like an emergency thing. It was like when they read, you know, when, when they cut rates for COVID and they just mm -hmm. like, over, like emergency meeting, emergency rate cut. Welcome to Moscow. We're going the other way on that one. Yeah. Um, but in all fairness to their hawkishness, their the Russian ruble, which is their currency, before did you say ruble, I thought I heard rubble. Rubble, it's the same thing now. I mean, you might as well blow up a building, and then there's rubble, Not and that's right. it's about worth as much know. as a I, single I, ruble rubble, now. Rubble used to have a building of ruble. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I mean, I won't. Well, in all fairness, too, to the ruble, at one point the ruble held value and had some utility. But I mean, now last I saw, which was like last Friday, it was one ruble was at a penny. Not even um, that. Not even, yeah, not even that. 92% of a penny. Yeah, and then eventually, I think I saw it the other day. It was like uh, $1 gets you 120 rubles. So I've yeah, a lot less roughly. than a penny. So in all fairness to that type of hyperinflation, which what else did you think was going to happen when all these countries sanctioned you? And we'll get more in depth into the sanctions in a bit, but all these sanctions happen. This is the economic turnout, the economic repercussion. Oh, yeah, your, current, yeah, your <laughs> currency collapses because you can't buy anything from anywhere else anymore. About yeah. this point is only one of those times where it's like, well, um, cryptocurrency is taking off. It's almost like it's doing its criminal thing. Well, yeah, I know. And I'll say this too about the whole Bitcoin thing is along with Bitcoin, 
gold has gone up and bond yields. Remember, we talked about this a lot. Bond yields are going down. Absolutely. So I think not this Bitcoin thing. It's it's I hate saying this and Bitcoin in the same sense, but it's this flood towards Bitcoin, gold and bonds. Oh God, this it's going to be really hard for me to say. It's a risk off. Oh God, that sucks. That, it was a risk off strategy. It was an inflation hedge strategy. Oh, that right? hurt actually. I, I'm sorry. Are your ears okay? No. <laughs> Thank you for asking. I, I had to ask. I mean, I can see you kind of like, you, you look like you're getting stabbed by a needle right now after I said that. Well, yeah, like, but, I, but, but it's, a, I think at the same time, we're at a point where I'm like, I, looking yeah. at the fact that we're at war right now. Well, not we. Other people. Ukraine's at war right now. I feel like I'm going to, I have to explain, I feel like we have to explain the sanctions. I know. But before we get there, I'll just, I'll just say this. This is just kind of the economic, the global economic repercussion, which is everybody's rushing to bonds. Apparently stocks seem to be bonds. kind of for James bonds. bonds, James Goldwater bonds. Ah, uh-huh. oh. <laughs> yeah. if you did, I mean, we'd be doing a lot better. Uh, mm-hmm. Or actually, you would be doing a lot better. I don't want to just lump myself in that category. That's right. You can have <laughs> champagne too. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Can I have? Can I have a martini with gin, not vodka? Please Lemon say yes. and light. Nice. Thank you. I'm just. I just need your permission. As long as all. we're on the same but, page. Yes, exactly. What, what, I, well, I mean, I wouldn't drink it with Russian vodka. I've had a. I've, I've had a few uh, <laughs> so, but, shiners as well. So I love it. Nice. Cheers, man. But uh, no, this is just kind of the economic repercussion. Uh, everybody's mm-hmm. just trying to figure the, the market, the stock market is trying to price this in. They don't really know what's going to happen. They think they, I, I, experts today on CNBC said that the markets figured it out. I don't know. I have no idea. I think, so, so be, I think markets have figured oil out. I, I, I still don't know because this backwardation thing. So, oil is, speaking of which, that's, that's another economic repercussion is oil reaching you know, above 110 a barrel. Now they're in backwardation, yeah. right? You think because they're in backwardation, they figured it out? No, I think I, I think just because of what I'm seeing that they're practicing at or what they're selling at right now is, suggests that they are pricing correct things in. Uh, and um, I'll say this too. Like, not only are they in backwardation, I think they're still in backwardation. I haven't checked. But OPEC doesn't seem to be doing anything. They're not like putting out for the team. You know what I mean? No, absolutely not. No, the um, we won't see a increase pumping of oil until April um, from OPEC. So this, so they're keeping at what? I- increasing 400,000 barrels a day per month? They're inching in starting. So a month from now. In April, yeah. They're going to start. So nothing out of the mark. Guys, because um, 400, like 400, 400,000 barrels a day is like nothing. And if mm-hmm. you think about it, the U.S. consumes about 21 million barrels of oil a day. Correct. You know, and they're saying they're going to release oil reserves. Biden and yesterday well, at the State of the Union said 60 million barrels of oil. I'll be honest. Which I'm like, Biden three went, days. went and talked about the strategic oil reserve, and he never said we're going to increase supply. And actually, that really upsets me. Oh, wow. Biden's doing a job. And just to call it good is, um, <laughs> that's, that's on it, you. It, I don't know if he's doing anything, to be honest with you. But I mean, 60 million. Frankly, I don't worry about his Twitter and the market. So yeah, I'm fine. But I worry about other things too. Regardless, 60 million barrels that he's releasing in the strategic oil reserves, yep. it's going to help. But for th- what, three days, right? Well, the real problem is the strategic oil reserve is a slow extraction rate as well. Yes, so it's, well, me, extraction the, uh, and and distribution. It will take a while, but you know. To me, the big thing is is actually just um, I think that the EU, the United States, we've been right on our sanctions of Russia, and I think it's 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 very simple. And I I realize mm-hmm. this is kind of out of the blue, 
But well, better time than any to segue. Well, you know, I've never <laughs> seen a country with six hundred thirty billion dollars in foreign mm-hmm. currency reserves oh, and yeah. then watch them lose four hundred and fifty billion dollars in foreign currency reserves because of where they left their foreign currency. So the reason you so, hold so if you're a nation state, you yeah. hold foreign currency reserves to try and stabilize your own national currency. Right. Jokes on you if you're Russia because you kept six hundred and thirty billion dollars and then you uh decided to how does that work when you hold foreign currency reserves that does that basically mean you have other people hold the russian ruble if you're russia like they're holding the russian ruble over there or or are you holding currency against yeah or are you holding yeah or are you holding like the dollar you know what i mean right so it all all actually depends so the great thing about foreign currency reserves is that you what it boils down to is i sold you twenty dollars worth of wheat and you gave me twenty dollars and i can't spend that twenty dollars back here so i buy a thing within your country so like maybe it's or yeah that's the local grain or maybe it's um insurance who knows yes and then usually and usually you know whenever we buy something from Russia, as in we, the U.S., buy something from Russia. Russia mm-hmm. always turns it around, and usually they buy some sort of because we're a service economy. They buy some sort of financial product that we have. Usually, almost always, because we're selling it usually cheaper than it's worth. Yeah, and so, so they spent the, their dollars in the U.S., and then all of a sudden, the U.S. is like, okay, whatever they bought, whether it's gas, whether it's steel, well, you can't ship it to Russia because we place the sanctions. Yeah, it's not theirs anymore because it's. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, jokes on Russia. That makes sense. Jokes on Russia. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's why it's um, relatively entertaining now. It's the entire first, uh, That's pretty bizarre. That sucks for Russia. Eh. But does it though? It's, they pick the fight. Yeah, it, it's rough. I feel bad for the citizens of Russia because I mean, they're the ones dealing with this hyperinflation. A lot mm-hmm. of them want nothing to do with this war. And, you know, their assets are being seized like yeah. uh, like Jordan Belfort's are. No, war. So, so you know, it's- we got the, the great question of what do sanctions mean? And we got it from Santieski oh, Bear. Santieski Bear. Santieski Bear? Wow. And so I'll explain it very simply. Um, so it boils down to this, and it's that uh, mm-hmm. Russia had started maintaining and has, after the fact, $630 billion in foreign currency reserves. Now, how do those foreign currency reserves play out? And it's really easy. About $310 billion of that are in securities. So bonds, stocks. Mainly stocks. Mainly really? stocks. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I thought it would be bonds, about the, we'll really. The bond, we'll talk about the, no, no, it is bonds too, but we'll talk about the bonds later, okay. later when we get to that category. So half of that money is in securities. Here's the great yeah. part about, about sanctions, and it's it's very simple. It's that once the sanctions are writ, it's over. It's it's all done. Mm-hmm. So $311 billion securities. Those are all frozen. They're blocked. So blocked is a specific term used by central banks, by bankers in general. What it means is mm-hmm. the initial, uh, the owner cannot sell, manipulate in any other way, borrow against this product or asset because it is blocked, right? So yeah. $311 billion of Russia's $630 billion in foreign currency are in securities. Yeah. $152 billion are in currency deposits. currency deposits. And currency deposits means 
essentially deposits in foreign central banks. Yeah, so I see I see that most of it is in the ECB, a lot of it is in China, a lot yep. of it is in Japan. Well, so, yeah, so here's the great part. So, so between, that, yeah, but so between Europe, China, Japan, it makes up more than 50%. Absolutely. And the United States as well. And so what that means is all these deposits you have in a foreign central bank, well, you can't collect against it because they're right. sanctioning you. You can't use it. You can't collateralize it. Absolutely right? not. Because, so because, you can't borrow against it. Exactly. Because because uh, not only will the private banks not, once they know your account, they'll turn around and be like, hey, can I sell this? And both their seniors in the same bank will tell them, absolutely not. And then if you were to apply and try to actually just do it with ignoring it, uh, the central bank will go, oh, yeah, no, we're not crediting that. We're not moving that around. Right. Um, but- what my big question is, okay, so they have $311 billion of securities that they own, and it's not necessarily mm-hmm. Russia owns it. It's Russian state banks, which I'm sure the state, the actual nation state of Russia has some sort of skin in the game in those Russian state banks, of course, because yep. they're not, they're not, it's like America, but they own all these securities. So how would the people, the issuers of those securities, how would they get them back, do you know? Or is it just like they can just call them back whenever they want because of the sanctions? So the great part is- um, it's kind of like selling anything. Once I've sold it to you, it's on you. I've already got the money. I don't give a sh. I really don't care about what happens after the fact. Um, really? yeah, no, if I'm oh. selling you a, a red car and you buy it from me and then tomorrow it turns out that red cars cause cancer. I don't care. I already sold my red already. car. Yeah, right. I don't care. No, but what I'm trying to look at it, like, so like, what if I bought like a portion of your house and then all of a sudden I'm getting sanctioned? Like, well, you know, how, see, would you get, so how would you get, you get, the, you how would you get that part of your house back? How would you get well, that part no, of your house you back? you can't. And, but also you don't just get sanctions. So the, here's the beautiful thing. is So um, Russia had $630 billion, you know, in total currency deposits, 311 in securities. Those securities yeah. in many cases are frozen because they are in Europe, the United States, Turkey. Businesses <laughs> Turkey. that are yeah, more nice. willing to do. <clears throat> yeah, no, Turkey. Saudi right? Arabia. Yeah, whatever. That's how he died. <laughs> He's dead. He die. He's dead. But it's one of those things where it's it's um the party is going to solve itself. It's 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 one of these things where you know a, a nation with six hundred thirty billion dollars that has picked a fight is losing the fight, which is the weird part, and yeah. then claims, oh, uh, I don't need to borrow money despite it closes down its stock market has been closed for like three days and yeah. more than doubles its interest rate from the um yeah which is- nine and a half to twenty percent. Which is a nation that is watching the world collapse around it. And it's basically going to be like, oh, did you go to Ukraine and shoot at the neighbor? And I'll say this, like this, Russia's economy, Russia has not been a world player in the global economy. That's, I'm not trying to sound harsh. They haven't been. I mean, to put things in context, their GDP is less than $2 trillion, Yeah, right? and, and at so the rate- there's like and six the, companies the, in the U.S. right now the with a market cap rate, greater than their gonna GDP. It's going to get worse. Oh, it's, I mean, in the last five days, it's gotten a lot worse. I, I don't know what it's at oh, now, yeah. but like Apple, for instance, is a bigger world economic player than the entire country of Russia. And this is one American company. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're not, they're not a huge economic threat, yeah. but granted $311 billion worth of securities, $152 billion in currency deposits, gold, all the gold that they carry, which is about $130 billion. I can cause a squeeze. I mean, I think so. Okay. I mean, $130 billion in gold is no no joke. So not to mention the amount of oil yeah, and I stuff would. that they still produce every single year. Oh, and and then and then pal- palladium? How do you say that? Palladium. Palladium. Yeah. They they palladium, produce yeah. they they produce quite a bit of that. 
And I think the world is going to want more and more of that. Palladium? P-A-L-L-A-D-I-U-M. Palladium, yeah. I'm just, to my defense, English is my second language. Calm down. <laughs> um, Aaron <laughs> Song. But, my last name is Wong, man. So what am I going to uh, do? It, it's pronounced wrong. Well, wrong. 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 Sir. There's an R in there somewhere. But yeah, this is, um, <clears throat> palladium is like platinum, rhodium, iridium. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. apparently it's, it's super rare. No, oh, I know. I think palladium is quite one good, of the but... big things that it does is that it, um, it it's a good transfer of fuel cells and solar energy. So that's why people like it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to be used a lot more with, uh, with in semiconductors. So I think that's that's the big thing, right? But it's not like to me like the the, the Chinese Taiwan thing. I think that's going to be a big. That's going to be a much larger concern for the rest of the world because of mm-hmm. the semiconductors in Taiwan. I mean, different subject for a different day, but. Absolutely. I haven't seen palladium prices recently, but I I can I can't even imagine how much you're getting squeezed, and I have no idea where else in the world produces uh, palladium aside from Russia, Canada, and I think South yeah, Russia's Africa. Gonna, Russia's also gonna fuck with um, aluminum markets. Oh yeah, they produce a ton of aluminum too, which is because they have so much land. There's so much land in Russia, and they still There's want so Ukraine. Much land and, and 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 such a low production per square mile. It's just, horrifying yeah i mean seriously think about we i mean and, and it's dude it's such a massive country and they still want ukraine oh which yeah ukraine's a pretty big country too but well, like, wait, ukraine has 44 million people russia has 144 so it's one versus three and i'll be honest i'm not entirely unconvinced that ukraine believes they can make it a one-to-one game yeah in the so next it, 10 I mean, years ukraine is about the size of texas all right but as far as the sanctions go, I mean, they're all brilliant in my books. But the only the only stipulation that I have with these sanctions, and I don't mean to be the Debbie Downer here, because I'm all for all these sanctions. Don't get me wrong. All right, but, Debbie, what are you on about? Okay, so this is what I'm down about. Okay, is Vladimir Putin himself has come out and said, "I don't care about the negative economic repercussions that Russia might face with the invasion of Ukraine." Okay. So. I understand why we do these sanctions. I understand the reason for these sanctions is to try and convince. And and this sounds really bad. This uh, this is my emphasis once again by saying I'm for these sanctions. But historically, sanctions don't necessarily work or they take too long to work. I don't think they're going to take too long to work with Russia on this case. This one is the most extreme I've ever seen. So... And that I've ever heard of in history books. Because, like, the big sanction that we talk about historically is, like, U.S. and Cuba with the trade embargoes. Well, that's, yeah, but that's, that's at, the same time, at this point, what the U.S. has done is they've locked Russia out of European markets. And then they've started telling them things like, your securities are frozen. Yeah. cannot use them. Your foreign currency deposits in foreign central banks. Will not leave those central banks. What does it matter? Yeah, it's essentially like, hey, you just loaned someone six hundred eleven billion dollars. You're not getting that. Or and not six hundred eleven. And then it says, and, and on top of that, it says, oh, you have fifty seven billion dollars in private banks. Oh yeah. We'll try Sorry. and sink it to the central banks. Those. And then the response is, oh, those same central banks that are like, no, you can't do that here. Yeah, and this, the crazy thing is, think about think about it like this, right? They have all these foreign currencies. That's six hundred billion, six hundred thirty billion in total. That's basically like, you know, you lending someone money. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like a law that you can't get your money back. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. That's, it's exactly what it is. It's about right. They've got bullets. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, so obviously, Russia probably owns some of our debt. They probably own a lot of debt from countries around the EU and other countries in Asia, the sovereign countries in Asia. But 
it, it seems like everybody is like all the other countries are gonna they're like well we're gonna get our money back like we're just, we're just mm. you know we're just gonna get our money back or they've bought swaps which you know hopefully yeah. i don't know whatever well here's uh, all I, I'll, you know for me all i want to say on the podcast is that um out of russia's 630 billion dollars in foreign currency reserves 311 billion is in securities vast majority of that is now frozen by western banks 152 billion in currency deposits in foreign central banks i'll be honest those are frozen fucking too. Yeah, of course. 25% in currency deposits. That's just that's just a number. 14% of that is in China. 13% of that is in yuan denominated deposits. Fine. What? Okay. So 14% of your reserves are in China. 57 billion in, fr- in private banks. Well, if those private Did banks China- have to do anything with the European Central Bank or any other American Central Bank, uh-huh. they can't give you the money. And $130 billion in gold. Fantastic. So you've got $52 billion in yuan and $130 billion in gold. Knock yourselves out, Russia. How much further do you think you can get? Right. Uh, yeah, that won't stretch you very far. I mean, no. Yeah, I, I, like, I joked earlier ruble or rubble. And yeah. to be fair, <laughs> at least rubble holds things up when they're working together. Well, yeah, it's doing better than Whatever. the ruble. It, put that it way. is. It absolutely is. Um, there's definitely more utility in rubble than ruble. Yeah, um, maybe turn into concrete one day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but the but the point of sanctions is really just to squeeze an economy. To oh yeah. Get it to stop doing something or motivate it to do some sort of regime change. I mean, think about what we did with Myanmar last year. Yeah, sure. So, what, so, so what I'll say with Russia is, so Russia has or had. $630 billion in foreign currency. And the vast majority of that, obviously, they held onto it in order to exchange it into market to prevent other positions. And that being said, mm-hmm. is unsuccessful to do so. Yeah. You know, it's, and uh, this, like, this has been like the worst squeeze because this is the entire world sanctioning you. You know, it's not just like the United States oh, and yeah. Cuba this or the United just, States and Myanmar. A, a general understanding of the central banks. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, the entire it world worse. saying, we're not doing business with you until you stop doing this. I mean, but like I mm-hmm. said, and I hate to be the devil's advocate, like, and I'm all for these sanctions. Go on. But like I said, I just, it's not, I don't think Putin's going to look at these sanctions and have a change of heart. I, I'm sorry. Well, no, he, of course he's not. He's got enough and, money. He's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. He's thing is, the third wealthiest um, person in the world. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. These initial, these initial financial sanctions, which are locking out the banks, which are locking out everything else, you know, Spurbank's affiliates oh, yeah. in Europe, they're all, they're facing a bank run. They're going to fail. You know, it's over for some of these guys. And oh, then, yeah. look, the fact that Rush Ruble went from what a dollar bought eighty rubles to a dollar bought eighty eight rubles to a dollar is dollars by God hundred eight rubles. I think it was I, no, it, it, dude. Before because when they parked troops in front of Ukraine, it, it took a tumble, and then it got you know, worse, and it just yeah. So I don't know. I, at one point, it was better than one to eighty eight. But but um, on Friday, you know, when the market when the Moscow exchange closed, it was a dollar bought one hundred eight rubles, and now it's. Markets closed in Moscow. They won't exchange currency. They will not open the markets. Everything's gone wrong. Well, it's because the it's because the Russian markets are burning down. But like I said, it's tough because like 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 we mentioned, this Putin guy just doesn't care about the economic repercussions of these sanctions. He's he's willing Ah! to let the economy. But you okay? Yeah, I um spilled my beer and then sat in it. Yeah, don't damn. Don't do that next time. No, I know. Fuck me. Sitting in a. Puddle. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that, dude. I know, me too. I thought you said the ah because I was talking about 
Vladimir Putin. Yeah, he's Vladimir awkward. Yeah. Well, I mean, I said this. I said this. I tweeted this, you know. So, like I said, another seamless plug to our Twitter account. Put is in Putin. So, by puts. I don't know. I don't know if that logic actually adds up. Not financial advice. It's a a really quick explanation of why. um, So, here's what sanctions are, essentially. You can't do business with someone. Yeah, you, just, you cut off trade. And usually it has to do with, like I said, like and now, you're trying to get the leader of a country to stop doing something or to continue to do something or do more of something or yeah. I don't know, whatever So you can it is. encourage or you can yeah. discourage. And so what's yeah. going on is, so to, to discourage the Russians, the United States has done very simple things. You can't trade, you can't export to Russia a, a very simple thing. So maybe mm-hmm. it was a, historically it was a, a microchip that helped to run a tractor. Yeah. You can't export that now, so there are export limits. So that's a form of sanction. Yeah. Something that in order to leave the United States, you have to have a license to take it to a country in question, and when that country in question gets sanctioned, pass the test, and suddenly or, yeah. you can't. Um, you don't have the. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You don't have you a license. You can't to do business there. Yeah. Into that question. So then we run into um, several of the others. Um, Things like how are the financial sanctions affecting Russia? And it's very simple. The sanctions they're, are they're, reducing the amount yeah. of Russian cash money. For lack of better terms, Aaron and I were just talking about how the fact that there was um $640 billion, $630 billion in total foreign currency reserves, $311 billion in securities, $152 in deposits. Twenty-five billions in currency deposits, yeah. fifty-seven billion in, in, lo- in private yeah. banks. What, what what happens to those? Well, the, here's the beautiful thing, and it all comes down to central banking. And I I'm sorry I'm late on how I brought in how central banking is really what matters. Is that yeah. we're all in the United States, and so if Bank of America and Wells Fargo need to make a thirty-five million dollar transaction between a a share a person who is receiving the money at Bank of America and a person who's sending the money from Wells Fargo. Well, at the end of the day, Wells Fargo just turns around and calls the Federal Reserve and goes, we need you to transfer a $35 million mm-hmm. uh, deposit credit from us to the next bank. Yeah. So any major financial transaction involves a involves a central bank, just how it works. And well, so- it, Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Even domestically, right? Absolutely, even yeah. domestically. So even like, yeah. you know, Wells Fargo needs to talk to Bank of America. Wells Fargo needs to talk to uh, SunTrust, whoever it is. Yep. They don't call the, the other bank and go, hey, I'm sending you 20 million by wire. They call the Federal Reserve and they go, hey, I need you to convert 20 million in, you know, an hour. Um, yeah, well, it's always a product that's being bought too. So it's like, but it's a product that's being bought disguised as a loan, right? You know, or vice versa. Did I see that weird? It's a loan disguised as a, well, a not, product being bought. That's essentially what it yeah, is. It's a loan so, disguised as a product, unless they just flat out say, hey, I own this deposit. I need to transfer it to a different bank. So transfer this credit to a different bank. Mm-hmm. Having said that, you know, on top of that, uh, Russia has essentially at this point $130 billion worth of gold. They can still try to move. And that's really about it. Yeah, but who but who can buy from Russia? Who's allowed to buy from Russia? Who wants to do business with Russia? Nobody wants to be caught doing business well, with no Russia. Well, no one, because no bank can. So here's the great part is that no bank can. Yeah, but that, like even, if you're a even bank, like the banks if you're that a can. Bank, no, 
you can't. If you're a bank that wants to do business with the United States, you can't also be doing business with Russia right, right. now. Oh, you yeah. That's a, very, that's a very powerful, powerful part of the sanctions, right? That's that's why Russia – not Russia. That's why China stopped doing business with Russia, which is weird. That's like – that's, that's, like, oh. that's why China stopped doing business with Carrie Lam. Like, uh, oh, yeah. so, so Carrie Lam, the – the main lady in Hong Kong, she she's spent the last few years doing all of her business in pure cash because not even because Hong Kong banks won't touch her because they need to do business with U.S. banks and U.S. banks have said, nah, she's off limits. Yeah, and that's what's going on with Russia banks and China because they're like on the same team. They're like, I'm not so sure. I think I think I think Chinese the Chinese and the Chinese banks might be looking at Russia going, ah. Uh, I never liked white people. Well, and this is why. But I think they looked at each other and they're like, the way you look at Ukraine in 10 years ago, the way you looked at Ukraine and Crimea, like that's kind of the way we look at Taiwan right now. But Taiwan is so well, if like, I if I was ta- if I was Taiwan right now, I'd be looking at what Ukraine's doing and I'd be like, you know what? If I could dig in like that, I could prevent Beijing from coming over. Right. And I I'm I'm telling you, like I think the entire world would sanction the hell out of Oh China yeah, if I they mean, ever, if have they you ever seen what we've done to Russia, right? Yeah, it's the same as like, it'd be that, but ten I'll times worse. I'll be honest, worse. I'm not entirely so. convinced the rest of the world likes Ukraine. No, I like it was one of those things where like when they first invaded Ukraine and then the markets rebounded. Remember, like remember that crazy thing on oh yeah, no, Thursday that or Friday? Make, I I, when, I, that still doesn't make sense. Eight hundred points right at open, and then nine hundred points, and then all of a sudden, boom, right back and up. It's up. up one. It's up one and a half percent. I'm like. What? So okay, so no, no one cared about Ukraine, obviously. Right? Well, why? Is what right, I, but it, I understand. I mean, it's a two trillion dollar economy, and then Ukraine's even smaller than that. So maybe they're just looking at it from that perspective. I I don't know. I I don't I don't know why the markets were bounded like that. Not to mention, I was so drunk, and I still knew that. Give me some credit. No, you nailed it, son. Thank you. I, that's that's all the reassurance I needed. Okay. <laughs> but back into sanctions. I mean, usually sanctions always start with military stuff. So it's like, okay, arms dealers can't sell guns or sell. So what's, hap- it starts so with, what's that, happened usually. with Russia is now it's it's not even that. Usually, but that, I'm saying normally it starts with that. It start, I mean, with Russia, start, it, it didn't. Did. Russia was like energy. Well, no, what's no really happened is... It's well, something like this. It's that um, the entirety of Russia's industry and economy has been shut down. It's been has been targeted and shut off because it's a lot easier to shut down someone and say you can't any of these things. You can't march your kids across a border. All I'm going to say is this, and I'll say this because I am well and truly fashikit. The currency of Russia crashed, and they more than doubled their interest rate. And they're still crashing. And it's still crashing. Now, they were going to use the foreign currency reserves to try and stabilize the ruble. They can't do that. No. First off, you've lost 70% of your $630 billion in foreign currency reserves. Fine. Sell your gold. Sell your gold for mm-hmm. very specific points. No, you can't. It's not going to work in the long run. Yeah, but you can't. They're going to have such a tough time buying it. And like, what are they, what are they going to get for the gold that they sell? I don't they're going to get. Pokemon, I mean, whatever, whatever, like, whatever, someone throws whatever it, down, it is, where I'm at. all I'm saying, whatever it is that they're receiving for their gold, hopefully it's not the ruble, but odds are it's the ruble. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Well, so, no, I, I wouldn't go that far. I, I'm I'd just say saying. they're, they're, they're going to – I think they're actually going to exchange gold for other commodities. It's actually going to be oh. a straight commodity change. I mean, that's, you know, my that's AK-47, a loophole. My Kalashnikovs out of um, ammunition, so right. here's some gold. Give me bullets. Yeah, I mean, because – because like I said, I, I'm if anyone gets caught selling a gun to Russia, you know, may God be with you, like – <laughs> you know, because that's like that's like the very first thing. Like sanctions always usually begin with selling guns. You know what I mean? So that that, that was like the the U.S. What I'll say that, that was like is a U.S. Cuba embargo the, right? when that first I happened. Think the that current was, all sanctions guns first. are actually going to be crippling. Are, are I say are actually going to be? No, they are crippling to oh, Russia. Crippling like crazy. Existentially, yeah. they absolutely are. But the big problem, like I said, is just mm-hmm. we we have a leader in Russia that says we don't care about the economic impact of this invasion. Correct. So or these the sanctions impact are in life. He's a he's a horrific human being and I used horrific being loosely. Yes. And, and I hate to say this, but not pragmatic at all. Yeah, not pragmatic I know. at all. Clearly he isn't. And I used to think he was. <laughs> 2 months ago you you know you you gave him that uh Hell, d- description. Hell, 2 weeks ago is, I gave him Which is why we're drinking heavily still. Yeah. But it's okay. I mean, but it's a uh, Man, I feel I feel terrible for Ukraine. I feel yeah, I feel I agree. sorry for the people of Russia that just want nothing to do with this because they're the ones like they're economically regressing more than Ukraine, anyone. Ukraine is going to get hurt by this, but at the end of the day, Ukraine is going to get reimbursed. Europe's going to help Ukraine rebuild. Mm-hmm. Russia is losing. Yeah, they're losing. I mean, people are and Ukrainians are dying as well. But, but Russia is, is losing. That, that's the worst part. This. Yeah, it's first, not great. Then, but to be fair, I've I've seen babushkas picking fights with Russian shol- soldiers in Ukrainian villages. And my response to that is kind of, wow, <laughs> yeah. didn't see that happening. This is going to get worse. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the thing is, you know, these sanctions are all really targeted to squeezing out Russia. No, they're I, not even just th- th- that. And I, and I know I've done a piss poor job at this point of explaining exactly how awesome these sanctions are because they are. These sanctions are amazing. They they hit the correct people. They hit the correct places. Let's put it this way. The sanctions as they currently exist prevent the Russian state from being able to, one, uh-huh. uh, it cannot, let me rephrase, it can issue sovereign debt, i.e. bonds, but no one, can buy no them. one in the West can buy them. It can... South Africa can probably it, buy them. That's funny. No. Not even South Africa. No, not even them. No, because South Africa wants to do business with the West. Of course. Essentially what it boils down to is if you want to do business with Europe or the United States, you cannot be directly involved with whatever Russia is putting out. Or Belarus. Yeah. And so and here's my thing. Russia versus Ukraine in warfare, for anyone who who's paid attention to what warfare is supposed to be, I have read and I have looked, and it it is supposed to be the closest thing to a near peer conflict. So I, well, not even friends, but like okay. equals ever, yeah. and, or at least in my lifetime. And uh, one, they have well, it, and two, yeah, I was gonna say they have and it. And two, how is Russia? They've had a at this point, they've had a week, seven days, and they don't have aerial dominance. They barely have aerial. Uh, superiority. No, they're it's, really it's, struggling with Ukraine, which I think is awesome. Yeah. So it's like, well, first of all, I didn't think that this fight was going to happen. And second, I thought it'd be over in three days. And the fact that we're now at seven, I'm just like, well, I don't know what message Russia thought it was sending to the rest of the world militarily. Either way, it's weak. But I know the United States is now looking at it going, you guys are incompetent and bad at war. <laughs> I know the Chinese are looking at it and going, Siberia is going to be really easy. 
Really? It's not even a near-peer conflict. This is a... Russia should have dominated this war within the first 24 hours. And the fact that they haven't, and the fact that the war is still going on six days later, seven days later, I'm just sitting here going like, definitely there, there are guys in Beijing going, you know, we could take half of Siberia. Clearly Russia can't stop us. Well, yeah. And, and the crazy thing too is like, they, I, I mean, I don't know why China would want to take Siberia, but Natural like, resources mainly. Well, obvious. Okay. Aside from that, obviously, but, and then that's the reason for doing all the stuff that they're doing in, yeah, 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 yeah. in Africa. But like we, have you heard word of Russia capturing a city? Yes. Which really? Yeah, so they took so that. so what I saw is they took Kershaw. Like they took Kershaw, which is the first know. city in the Ukraine that they've taken. They haven't they, they have not taken Kiev, they've not taken So that's um, what I'm saying, like the, the important cities. Uh, so so Kershaw is a a major rail yard and port on the west side of the Dnieper River, oh, but it's okay. east of Odessa. So it's the first step on the road to Odessa. And the yeah, Odessa Russians, is one of their main cities. And Odessa, uh, I know that and much. Odessa's what they want. Yeah, is based on size is a major city. So that first city you said, I've never heard of it. To be honest with you, I, Kishan, I know Odessa. Well, well. So the great thing about Kashan is that um, the the Russians took it the other day, and the Ukrainians took it back with territorial See? forces. They drove the Russian army out using territorial. Territorial so forces, and so the then kind of use, they, but that's that's. I mean, but like in World War Two, that was the Russian strategy was the territorial force. That's how they stopped Germany from yeah, invade from yeah, trade land, Russia was the territorial for forces. time. Yeah, so that I, mean, so that's, I think it's pretty funny that, that Ukraine took that strategy and now they're using that and they took back their own city. That, I think that's pretty funny. Well, I think what's but, wild is that the uh, <laughs> is that the Russians are attacking some of these cities and they're and the cities are going nope. We might speak Russian, but we've never killed that many Russians before. Yeah. But we're gonna. I applaud. I, I, I applaud you know? the Ukrainian people for oh, yeah. being as resilient as, as they are. Absolutely. And th- these sanctions, what I hope they do is they squeeze the Russian economy. And it's, it's, what I hope they do is like is they help Putin realize that my economy is doing terrible. Like our the Russian economy, and it's been doing terrible. So like I don't I don't think it is. I don't, it is. It's I, not I, have, good. I don't have very much hope for this happening. But I hope he sees he looks back at his own economy and goes, "Wow, this is terrible. These sanctions suck." I see their list of demands. I will honor those list of demands by withdrawing from Ukraine and honoring the peace agreements and stuff like that, just to make sure that my economy, the people of Russia, stay alive. Because honestly, economically, as bad as I feel for Ukraine, I feel the worst for the citizens of Russia because they're getting hit by this economically, economically more than anybody else that's involved with this. Aside from the family um, that gives up everything to go fight, that's those guys. Yeah, no, no, and that's that's a totally different thing. Yeah, and um, I'm gonna have to sign on this and on this and on the and I'll say is we have some merch. It's pretty awesome. Do. We have a not quite as awesome as the Ukrainian uh, resiliency, but absolutely still not, very no, awesome. Yeah, no, it's, ours is it's pretty sweet looking, but it's not that cool, and and that's definitely fair. not that cool. Uh, but it's a tough comparison. It's I mean, there's no competition there. Is. So, and to find our merch, just go to drunkenomics.myspreadshop.com. That's where you can find all the cool Drunkenomics hoodies. And then from there, um, and then from there, we, we, are, we have a, we have Patreon. a Patreon slash Drunkenomics, which is pretty cool, but. I'll be honest, I've had too much to drink. 
I'm going to try and figure it out. I'm going to try. If I haven't explained it well enough, I will explain it again. Yeah, more just, accurately. Find us, just find us on our find LinkedIn. Find us on LinkedIn. Find us Help on James recover find us from on his hangover. I'm still recovering from my hangover. hangover. It's not the hangover. It's the not being weekend. drunk enough. That's, oh, fuck. Oh, whatever it is. Either way. That's how he died. Either way, play chestnut checkers. Yeah. Play chestnut checkers. Don't be Putin. Fill and kill like James. See what he did? He filled and killed. Look how much fun and he's having. play chestnut checkers. Don't be Putin. Who didn't? Don't be Putin. Who, who, sh- didn't. who showed up to a chess game with marbles. Yes. Uh, he, I mean, he showed up to play checkers. Not even. And no, he didn't show up to play checkers. He showed up to play. Yeah, I'm giving him too much credit scotch. for it. No strategy whatsoever. So I encourage you to not be like that. Play chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Fill and kill. Don't brag. Just say. And most importantly... Stay drunk and amical, guys. Cheers, my friend. Cheers.